Hello and welcome to CIO Leadership Live here in the ASEAN. My name is Chris Holmes, Editor-at-Large, and I'll be your host today. And I'm pleased to welcome Melba Grimo, Chairman and President of the Women in Security Alliance Philippines and former Group CSO for the largest power group in the Philippines to discuss the role of security in the modern technology organisation. Mel, welcome and how are you this morning? Yeah, um, hi Chris, good morning. Good morning everyone. I'm happy to be with you in this session. Fantastic. So before we get started and into some of your thoughts around um, you know, security in that modern technology organization, maybe you can just give us a little bit of background as to you know, how you became a technology leader. Oh, okay. So, well, actually, uh, I started my career in the applications development team, um, Chris, wherein I assumed um, uh, different roles. So, uh, I started the role from being a BA, business analyst, and then I transitioned to a process quality assurance focused function, which primarily focused on uh, really reviewing the design of the application. So, it doesn't only tackle about um, security per se, but it looks around performance, interoperability, user-friendliness, and many more. Uh, so these were uh, mostly um, banking applications. And then after that, I transitioned to be uh, a PM. So I led, um, you know, software testing teams, development teams. And I think uh, and, uh, during my last team in the applications development was um, I actually uh, um, did a full-time uh, head for software quality assurance. So after that, so since um, I was already in the risk side of um, applications development, uh, I came to the point that I wanted to try something, um, you know, something new in the field of risk. And it was then the time when information security was starting to actually gain traction. Well, uh, well, at least uh, here in my country. So I guess that was like 15 years ago. So I think you can guess about my age. No, just kidding. And then uh, so after that, I actually joined an IT multinational company. Uh, so that was my first break to actually um, assume work around information security management system, wherein I led the ISMS audit team. And then from there, my role grew. So uh, I also headed teams around ISMS implementation, contract compliance, as well as business continuity management teams. From there, I assumed different lead roles in information security, including business continuity. And I also spent some years around, uh, you know, uh, around data privacy. So um, since I had... Uh, uh, you know, I had been almost everywhere, right? I've been in the technology, financial as well, telco, power DU, retail energy, construction, logistics, and shared services. I opted to establish an advocacy on women empowerment and expand its focus on digital risk as well as personal development. So, um, and uh, so I decided to actually uh, look at WISAP, you know, full time, decided to grow this nonprofit, non Stop organization and build more alliances and programs that will um that will support diversity, equity, and inclusion. So I think that's practically my career journey, Chris. That's fantastic. Thanks, Mel. And I mean, again, maybe just give us a, a little bit of an overview as to uh, how big WeSAP is today. 
Oh, okay. So for um, WISAP, actually, we uh, we have an almost 200 um, members. So we look at uh, all the different, um, uh, I mean, focus areas around digital risk. So practically, it's not only cybersecurity. So we look at also business continuity risk, enterprise uh, um, risk around enterprise management. Uh, we were able to build alliances around the defense area. Uh, well, that one is already posted uh, in WISAP and in my LinkedIn page. And uh, we're also uh, doing programs around giving back to the society. Well, don't get me wrong. WISAP is really about serving the society, but it's really more about, I mean, like educating, giving back to the, you know, I, I would say less fortunate. Yeah, something like that. And yes, so WISAP is also the Philippine representative, the Southeast Asia Cybersecurity Consortium wherein we will have our formal MOU signing sometime next month. Oh, that's fantastic. There's a lot of things going on, yeah. That's fantastic to hear. So again, very interesting in terms of sort of, you know, your career and then, um, you know, what you're doing with WESAP. So maybe you could just sort of share with us, you know, your view on, um, you know, where does security fit in the modern technology organization? Okay, so, um, I think um, uh, for those organizations, right, who are really into establishing or strengthening their digital transformation journey, I think there are several ways to answer this question. Security is embedded <clears throat> in the different groups uh, of the organization. It's not only within the technology teams, but also lies within the different support teams, like um, HR, um, legal, of course, privacy, procurement, finance, and of course, the business teams. Um, applicable security controls to protect data should be embedded on how they operate. So practically, it's really, uh, it's really, um, uh, a journey around embracing um, the different cybersecurity controls, be it a technology control, uh, be it a people control, or a process control. Now, on a structural level, security is uh, represented in all levels from the working teams going to the uh, mid-level managers, right, senior managers, up to the executives and board. The security leaders are not only considered as, you know, something like a subject matter expert, but uh, they should be looked up as an executive uh, who should be working hand in hand with the CIO as well as the other business leaders and supporting business leaders within an organization to actually ensure that security strategies and implementation tasks are neatly embedded in the different organization processes. So mm. I think that's it. Okay, okay. And in fact, that's a really nice segue into um, uh, the next question I want to ask you, because again, um, you know, you came from uh, a, a large energy provider, the largest energy provider in the Philippines. And again, there was a lot of operational security, a lot of uh, operational technology that needed to be protected during that. So maybe you could just give us a, a, a little bit of a rundown as to, you know, how you structured that, how you organized that, because, you know, in this era of uh, digital transformation, certainly around operations, this sort of uh, ITOT agreement, uh, alignment, but also the need to actually expand security across all of the uh, OT devices is paramount. Okay, so um, I think the, the adoption of security in OT um, has been a challenge as well because, as you know, 
uh, operational uh, the experts right or the as well as the engineers within the operational technology availability comes in foremost to them which of course is very crucial while in the context of the information security availability is just one and it should come in equal footing right when you talk about non-reputation confidentiality integrity right so uh, I think the it's really more about an OT security adoption you really need to look at that and its best practices so um, I think one of the one of the um, focus areas that they need to look at is uh, uh, they should be able to come up with an um, organizational strategy. So when we talk about organizational strategy um, in the context of digital transformation, so this is when IT and OT convergence would actually come in. So they need to look at convergence from an organizational approach, wherein um, IT and OT teams uh, have to begin working together, which means they need to spend more time uh, sharing information and aligning efforts. And part of saying that is actually to align process and technology um, champions. So there has to be an appointment as well as alignment of expectations as well. They need to look at harmonizing things by recognizing the strengths as well as um, identifying the areas for improvement uh, of each focus area. Uh, in uh, on the context of uh, organizational access, I think um, I've mentioned about harmonizing teams, right? Exchanging information, but I think we should not uh, we should not forget the context around um, segregation of duties, right? And ensure access is granted uh, uh, based on the functions that uh, each team should be able to perform. Um, hence. Uh, if you look at information sharing, um, uh, appointing champions, aligning efforts, it's really about building cross-functional teams to make the item OT convergence a success. And then, of course, in, uh, there has to be you know, effective management of the initiative on the program level, as well as uh, regular uh, alignment in terms of directions, uh, going to your uh, executive leadership. Now, on the logical side, of course, um, there has to be really an understanding on your end state uh, because your end state, uh, so when we say end state, so there goes like what you want to do out of this IT and OT convergence, right? Is it really just about, you know, making your customers happy? I'm pretty sure you also wanted to impact your bottom line. Right. So, hence, uh, you need to come up, you, you need to start conceptualizing what would be your set of requirements, uh, and then coming up with your high level and your detailed architecture that surrounds around IoT or IIoT, and that would actually include your cybersecurity uh, you need also to employ on experts, right? You can engage also on uh, on third-party consultants as well or um, experts to to actually complement because IT and OT convergence for uh, for for the CI for the critical industries. I think they came. I don't know if you agree with me, but to me, they came a bit late in the ball game. Well, because it's not easy, you know, it's not easy to to start opening, um, uh, you know, like critical processes, like interconnections, right, with 
with more third parties with IT per se, right? I mean, they they live for decades, uh, you know, um, following this and this protocols. But admittedly, most of those protocols would have weak encryption. You can launch several attacks, not a discount of course, physical attacks that we know. And of course, I think part of the logical and your physical strategy is to apply appropriate uh, physical security controls, right? Specifically, when you when you talk about your smart devices being deployed in the field. Um, yeah, and then I think others would be around operational strategy. Operational strategy is really trying to um, operationalize or execute your different cybersecurity governance as well as IT governance controls. More, uh, on top of it would be um, change management process. You need to look at metrics. You need to have your startup metrics. And then, of course, startup metrics would, you would need to increase, uh, sorry, increase the bar as you go along, right? So it couldn't be like, you know, after after one year or let's say two years, you're still at your startup metrics. Uh, you need to look, uh, uh, look and implement best practices around infrastructure management, um, infrastructure and application security, and uh, leverage on behavioral patterns to identify system anomalies, which are very important. And of course, uh, build the skills of your people. You need to continually build the skills of your people. And if you're looking at identity convergence from a SOC perspective, you may also want to evolve your SOC, right? You may want to look at uh, I, I, IoT SecOps. So not only your typical SOC. So maybe you also wanted to look at or coming up with a SOC that really caters for this uh for this uh IoT or IIoT infrastructure because the skill set is also different. So yeah, I mean there's 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 a lot to cover in that, but again, from what I'm picking up, I mean the key thing is certainly getting that organization structure in place and also getting people sort of um, agreed and that roadmap, that plan visible so that, uh, again, there can be that sort of joint approach going forward. Mm. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, and it's a nice segue, Mel, as well, into this sort of conversation as well around sort of uh, the role of security and innovation. Uh, because again, you know, we, we've been talking about this digital transformation that's been going on and particularly in some of the more... Um, uh, 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 so, shall we say, industrial type of organizations, whether it be energy manufacturing, um, uh, mining, those type of organizations, as they're looking to embrace sort of industry 4.0 initiatives, as they're looking to try and change. And, you know, you talked about um, focusing on the bottom line, you know, this drive for efficiency. We're seeing a lot, a much greater focus around automation, et cetera, coming in. So, how do you actually manage that role of security in supporting these innovative use cases that are being developed um, across organizations? Mm. Well, I think, um, Chris, uh, it all uh, boils down to the mindset of the organization because when we talk about security and innovation, right, we talk about cloud we talk about functions, containers, microservices. So cloud has become the foundation for uh, really launching new services, new technologies. So as these new technologies um, are developed and adapted by the different organizations, they uh, they will increase the impact on cybersecurity. And by being well adept on cybersecurity, you can have a certain level of assurance. I would say for assurance, right? Because I think that would be a challenge to say. So 
you would have, I think, a good level of assurance, something like that, in, in taking full advantage of every technological initiative, right, or business technology initiative that will actually come out. The adoption of the um, SEC, uh, SEC DevOps is, I would say, a step change from the from from the from the old concept of the DevOps model, right? So with this approach, you engage security at the very start of your development processes and of course, during production as well. So this strategy involves outlining of your different cybersecurity practices early on and embedding secure code into your development life cycle. Very interesting, very interesting, and some and some good guidance there. And again, this brings me into, if you like, our, our, our final part of the conversation today. I mean, we're seeing a lot of focus now on this idea around the uh, transformative CIO, but we're also starting to see this need for the transformative CSO as well. So again, in order to sort of um, push forward with this, what does that transformative CSO look like? You know, what are the leadership traits? What's the process? What's the, the ownership that's actually involved in actually getting this person to be sort of, you know, front and center and actually supporting the organization's drive to, to change? Uh, well, transformative CSO or, or the transformative CSO. Okay. So I think it, uh, well, um, he or she is a business leader. Well, um, he or she thinks about cyber as a board agenda and uh, and a critical risk that can hamper um, in achieving business resilience when not properly planned and managed. Mm. Uh, also, to me, a transformative or transformational CISO is someone who thinks of business first and how security will be embedded to maximize its full benefits. So um, let me explain that a bit. To me, a transformative CSO is someone who doesn't really follow the checklist. As for, uh, the, this person looks at frameworks, methodologies, of course, but will do a lot of tailor-fitting. And uh, let's say if you talk about your spreads, right? I think this person will not push all cyber controls per sprint, but this person will try to look at things logically and then identify where to push your cyber controls, when not to say no, when to negotiate, when to say yes, go ahead. And, um, and I think in terms of a, from a process perspective, uh, uh, this security leader leverages on automation and uh, enabling technologies, well, to help bridge the resources gap that, you know, that has been around. And I think it has been a talk, not only within Asia Park, right, but it's really a global agenda on cybersecurity. And then someone who actually takes responsibility and accountability, um, uh, but will not, you know, will not, will not actually um, drive alone, but uh, he or she would actually involve the other executives, the leadership team in terms of planning, um, executing. So that's making uh, cybersecurity as an enabler of growth. 
Well, that's great. That's great. So the transformative um, uh, CISO is going to be that enabler of growth. It's going to be someone who's actually going to be partnering with the business, engaging with the um, uh, with the rest of the technology organisation, and actually ensuring that uh, that uh, uh, security is embedded as we actually move forward in terms of actually developing these new use cases and these new uh, innovative uh, product solutions and services. Yep. That's fantastic, Mel. Listen, that's all we've got time for today. Thank you so much for being with us today and uh, sharing your journey, you know, your career steps, and also your views on where security fits in the modern technology organization. Um, and uh, again, how to be transformative from a security perspective. Thanks, everybody, for uh, watching this. I've been talking to Mel Magrino. Um, I'm Chris Holmes, editor at large for CIO. If anybody has got any questions or comments on our uh, conversation today, please reach out to me on LinkedIn.